Hey, good morning. Sarah, just if you would, I, I, I want to pray for you this morning because I, I just want to pray for you this morning. It's unusual sometimes, but like, there's different times I've felt this, and I, and I, and I felt even as you, 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 you walk by, I don't even know where you, I don't know if you went to the restroom or, or what, but, but as you, as you come by, I felt the wind, and I thought, is that, it was, was that just Sierra moving, but then it was like the Holy Spirit checked me, and it was like, I felt like it was the wind of God, and, um, which is kind of cool because I've felt it at different times in my life. There's been meetings I've been in where I felt, where I felt the presence of God. I felt the wind of God moving, but, but I felt that it meant more than just um, than, than than the physical sense of me feeling it. I, I just, uh, and so the Lord just said, you know, you need to pray for her. So I just I want to pray for. Her. I'm being obedient right now just to, to just to pray for you. So just raise your hands, Father. <coughs> I thank you, Lord, for her life. And Father, just even today, as, I, as, as the moving of the Holy Spirit was, uh, was present, Father, I pray that, Lord, even in her life, Father, just uh, it, it would be like a wind that, that, that moves very swiftly. Lord, it's creative. That, 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 that Lord, you know, that even in her mind, you've given her great creativity. But, Lord, I, I pray, Holy Spirit, Father, that, that, that there would be... <laughs> There would be a real, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, it's the word, I, you know, it's almost like a, an invasion. It's not like an invasion, but but it's like it's like the, the word of the Lord would be so strong in you, so strong in you that that as you move from the from the right or to the left, it's like you're carrying the Holy Spirit. So, Father, today, I pray, I pray, God, that Lord, everywhere she goes, let her be mindful. Let her be mindful of the things of God. Lord, touching people. Lord, praying for people. Seeing, seeing this harvest. I pray, Lord, even today, put, uh, put that desire in her heart for souls. Uh, you know, a, a, great, a greater level for souls. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that Romans 8.1 says that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, even today, Lord, I thank you that, Lord, there's no condemnation. And, Father, that you would use her mightily. Father, use her mightily. Lord, wherever she goes, in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you, Father, for clear assignments. Lord, even this year, where she's been, I'm not sure about this. Lord, I pray for clarity, and I pray for clear assignments in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, swiftly. That's the word I hear, swiftly. That you would run swiftly through, through um, you, you know, you know through, through different through different it's like a maze a lot of people walk around like they're in a maze but you're going to move you're going to move through swiftly and you're going to you know the, the and, and I feel to tell you this that the word of the lord that God's going to use you to rescue people God's going to use you to to rescue people and pull people out of clear pits in Jesus mighty name amen amen praise god praise god thank you lord thank you lord if you guys would let's go ahead and stand to your feet I'm going to read the word of god I feel just a Get up, move around, stretch around. If you guys have your Bibles, let's go to, to uh, John chapter 3. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So I'm going to read out of John chapter 3 today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, this uh, series, of, of, I'm actually in the third part of a message that, um, you know, that I, I felt like the Lord revealed 
something to me, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago on a Friday morning. And, you know, out of out of corporate prayer, the Lord dropped something into my spirit. And, um, you know, and, and I don't feel to move away from it. I feel to really dig in and and, and, and nestle in on this because I, I what I want the body of Christ to realize is that you're born to win. You're not, you're not, you know, people say, well, I've not always been a winner. I've, I've lost some things. I, I, I played football, I played sports. I didn't win every game I ever played. But I want you to understand something, that as a child of God, you're, you, you're created and born to win. And one of the clear things that I'm going to get into the, today, just looking at some text, I want you to understand that, that you are a born winner, amen, with your new birth in Christ. You, God, God has positioned you, just like what Brother Don was talking about. He has positioned you to be a, to be a winner, not a loser, amen. You know, some of you may, I, you know, I've, there's been times in my life where I feel like, man, I, I feel like I'm losing here. But I'm going to tell you that our God, He is a true winner, and He has designed and created you to be a winner also, Amen. So if you have your Bibles, let's look at John chapter 3. I want to read this text because it's important that we understand who we are in Christ. Amen? Amen. Verse 1, it says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The man came to Jesus by night, and he said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are our teacher. Come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born where he, when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say, said to you, you must be born again. I'm going to keep reading verse 8. It said, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it, where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I had told you earthly things and you did not believe, how will you believe if how will you believe in heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man, who is in heaven. And as Moses listed, lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16, many of you guys have read this text you know this text and it says for God so loved the world that he <laughs> that he gave his only begotten son whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life Father, today, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for e you know, e even the word of God today. I thank you, Lord, for our salvation. I thank you, Father, that, God, it's something freely that you've given each and every one of us. But, Lord, I pray, God, even today, let us have a clarity. Let us have an understanding of what it means to be a, a believer, what it means to be born again. But, Lord, especially what it means to be a new creature in Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Praise God. God. God is, God is such a wonderful God. And I, I, I love this passage, and, and I love what it, what it sets itself up to um, for, for us as children of God. You know, I, I remember when I was a kid, I was, I was little. And, you know, and it's something that's always caught my attention. 
I would watch football on Sundays with my with my brother and with my dad as long as I could stomach being as long as I could stomach being with my dad and my brother watching football because it didn't matter who was playing they they both always rooted for the opposite team. So it, it, you know if Pittsburgh was playing Dallas, my my dad would he he would he would root for Pittsburgh. My brother would root for Dallas. You know San Francisco playing Detroit. They they were always on the opposite ends. And I, yeah, I don't know if it's just how my family was, you know. And so they would argue halfway through the game. And so I, I would always just go to the woods. And I, you know, I, I don't want to leave my dad and my brother. I'm just going to go find something else to do because they're just fussing over a football game. But I remember as a kid, I, I, there were times, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but, you know, in, in, the, in the 80s and 90s, I'm kind of telling my age a little bit, but I, I could remember watching sporting events. And, you know, there would always be this guy in the crowd holding up a sign, John 3.16. Does anybody, you ever see that on TV? You know, where, where, where it flashes by, shows us one guy all alone. He's by himself, you know, wearing a toboggan. He's wrapped up, you know, in the wintertime. And he's holding the sign that says John 3.16. And, you know, and I could remember that, you know, in, in, my, in, my, in, my, in my own self, I was like, what, what is John 3.16? I didn't know. I, I, you know, nothing negative about my family. I didn't grow up in church. I, I didn't, I didn't understand biblical things. But I remember my brother come and said, "Well, that's in the Bible. That John three sixteen's in the Bible. You know, you, you should read it sometime. That's, you know, that, okay, my brother. You know, I, brother Dave, I, I'll read that. And I remember reading that for the first time. God so loved the world that he that he gave that he gave up his only begotten Son." That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And I could remember, you know, getting that word into my spirit. That, you know, that God, that God loved us. Now, I, I didn't grow up saved as a, you know, I didn't grow, uh, grow up being saved as a, as, a, as a young youth or anything like that. Didn't get saved till I was 25. But there was a word that was put into my spirit at a very young age. That God had given up his only begotten son. And, you know, it's so important because even the word of God has power. Even, even as an unsaved person, I, that, that word carried power throughout my life. Because, you know, you know I, I could remember seeing that again at different times. John 3.16. John 3, you ever see the word just reappear? And, and it's like, you know, oh, oh, yeah, that's what that word is. That's what that word means. And I could remember even seeing it at, at sporting events. I would see someone holding a sign up, John 3.16. And I'm thinking, man, that's... That's, there, there's the word. There's the word of God. But I've got good news for you today. Amen. I've got, I've got great news for you today. The Bible clearly says that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We serve, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm grateful and thankful that we serve a God that's willing to give up his son so that we can have life. You may say, Pastor, you know what? I'm saved. I'm, I'm born again. You, you, and that's great. That's great if you're born again, but one of the things the body of Christ has to be prepared, has to have an understanding of, of, of this one thing, how important it is that we tell people, that we share this good news with people. Amen? Because there's a real freedom and there's a real liberty in knowing who Jesus Christ is. Amen? Anybody with me this morning? Amen. So, you know what? God loved the world. You know, like, like Nicodemus, you know, the, the world... The, the worldly people, worldly views, they, they don't understand this. And I, I believe that, 
you know, you know, he was speaking somewhat out of ignorance because he asked the question, well, can you be born twice? You know, how, how is this even possible? Well, the New Testament hadn't came. The, the Holy Spirit hadn't actually, you know, been established on the earth because th that was the promise that Jesus, that when he died, was going to be given to the body of Christ. Amen. So, you know, here he is in his mind. He's he's coming from a very religious. He was he, he believed in God. Nicodemus did. He was a Pharisee. He studied the word. He knew the word, but he didn't know Jesus. Jesus. But see, Jesus, you know, he takes this so much further at this point. He takes this so much further for us to be able to see that, hey, there's there's a new way coming. And that, that you know, we're no longer concentrating on on things of the Old Testament, but I am the one who who, who God has sent. Amen. That 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 I, I I am. I am the ultimate sacrifice. God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave, that he gave his only begotten son. So I want to say this because a lot of times, you know, even around church culture or even around worldly culture, people, people sometimes will, you know, have a, a fundamental belief of God. Now, I want to say this because 75 to 80 percent of, of people in America, they believe in a God. They, 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 they believe in God. They would profess, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I'm this. Well, you know, there, there, there is a condition in being a Christian. First and foremost, you have to believe and confess Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. Amen? And, you know, I think sometimes because we look, we look at this as, as, as the experience, you know, that, you know, I, I truly want, as a pastor, I want people to experience the real Jesus. Amen? That, that it's not just something that I've said a prayer and that my life's not changed. Because I know to be a born winner, to win in the things of God, your life, your life will really begin to look differently. The, the old things are thrown away. You, you, you will experience new things in your life. But one of the things I, I want to share with you, because a lot of times we think that when someone gets saved, it's got to be radical. We think, well, you know, because we, we love the testimony of the person has been set free from everything, right? I, I, you know, because, but I, I want you to understand that Jesus Christ, he did die for the drug dealer. I've seen God do miracles. I've seen God set people free of meth right at the altar, literally, delivered, set free. I've seen, I've seen demon spirits cast out of people instantly. So God can do that, amen? But I've also seen people that, you know, got saved when they were kids, and they, and they begin to just live, they begin to to live and get into the word of God and, and, and take the things of God in, amen, and continually be in a place of growth. But see, there's one condition about salvation. We must, we must confess that Jesus Christ is, you know, like I said, sometimes we're, we love the radical conversions, right? We love, we love you know, uh, my, my, my conversion, you know, I was, I was like, I was really in the world. You know, I, I wasn't, my, my, my plan in life wasn't, wasn't actually to, you know, wasn't that God wasn't there. I just never knew him. So, you know, it, even in my own, even in my own self, I felt like my conversion was, was somewhat a little radical because, you know, how could God save me? I don't know if anybody ever felt that way, but, but that's how I felt. How could God save me? How, how could God save me for the things that I had done? But there's, there's the, there's the understanding. There's the understanding of the word of God that he has came and he's done this for all people. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, God's not slack concerning his promises. His will, his will, his, the, the will of God is that none shall not perish. Amen. So who does God want saved? He wants everybody saved. And, you know, I want to I want to tell you this because, the, you know, we will see people radically get saved by God and we'll see people humbly get saved by God. 
So please understand this today. Don't place conditions on how somebody receives Christ as, 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 as a born-again believer. Because, you know, somebody, you know, I think, you know, Miranda, I, I think, you know, you got saved at a church camp or something the, the first time or something. And she said, I, I remember her sharing this testimony with me. She said, you know, they had an altar call, and she said all of her friends were actually just, you know, they, they were there, and all of the friends walked up. And next thing you know, she went up, and she received Christ into her life. She, she received Jesus Christ. So, so. Understand, God is a miracle-working God. Amen? Every, every salvation is, is, is a true gift. And I believe salvation is one of the greatest miracles for, for, for us as, 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 as the children of God, that we receive Him. Amen? So, you know, I, I read this story because I want you to understand that it's important that, you, that we, as a body of Christ, understand that people need to be born again. A lot of people will um, profess or confess other ways to get to heaven. There is only one way to get to heaven. You know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we understand there's an avenue in which we get to heaven. Amen. We receive Jesus Christ as Lord. Yeah, Pastor, you're preaching salvation today. Yeah, I, I, I feel it's so critical and important that we have the real revelation that we can be saved. Amen. That, you know, and I, I'll say this, that, you know, our job, our responsibility as a church is to bring as many people as we can with us. Amen. That when that, you know, that when that day comes, amen, that, you know, we can look, uh, we can look up and uh, we can get to heaven and know that we've been given a crown. Amen. A soul winner's crown, the Bible calls it. That, you know, we were, we were diligent to see people come into the kingdom of God. Amen? So, first and foremost, hey, if you've received Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, and if you've confessed him today, if you haven't today, I, I promise you that we, there'll be an opportunity, even in the service, for you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen? Because, because it, 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 it's so critical. It's so important. But if you've done that, I've got good news for you. The Bible says this, and if you guys have your Bibles, let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. I want you to see this in the Word of God. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Yeah, let's 16. Let's start there. Because this is the context that I, I, I want to share today. I, I, I want, if there's one thing I desire, it's for the church, it's for the body of Christ to have true revelation of what the Word of God says. Because, see, there, there are things in the Word that you, that you can pull down. And, um, and I think a lot of times it starts with, uh, you know, it starts with the, the born-again experience. You, you need to know that you're born again, amen, that, you, that you've received Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. But 2 Corinthians 5, if you, um, let's go to verse 16. You guys with me? Amen. Amen. It says, therefore, now on regard, no, uh, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we know Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Actually, just drop down and look at verse 20, because this is, a, this is an important piece of this. It says, now then, we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God was pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen? So, the revelation that we as believers need to have in faith, by faith, is that when we're born again, we actually become a new creature. 
The, the Bible says real clear here that the old things have passed away and new things have come. I, you know, I, I tell you, you, you know, until, until you begin to get the revelation that new things are possible, man, it, it's, it's hard to move the dial as a believer. Yeah, I, I said the prayer, I received Jesus, but I don't feel like a new believer. I don't feel like a Christian. I don't know if anybody shared, shares that experience, but I, I felt that way. How, how can I run to the altar every week and God's dealing with me over this? God's dealing with me over that. It's the fact that, you know, you're being made like Him. Amen. You're not like Him right now. You're being perfected in the very image of God. You're, so, you know, what God's doing is He's weeding those things out in your life. Because the Bible, Bible very clearly, old things, old things are now passed away. New things are coming. Amen. Has anybody, you know, it, it, you know ask yourself, this: am I experiencing new things? Are the old things passing away? You know, sometimes the old things come up. You know what you got to do? You got to kick the old things out. You got to say, no, I don't think that way anymore. Last week, we talked about a renewed mind. How important it is that our mind is renewed to the things of God. Not what the world says. Not what the world, not what the world calls holiness. Not what the world, you know, you're always going to struggle with this. You're always going to have that. Because listen, there will always be somebody on some corner trying to pull you back. Amen. Amen. And sometimes it's people that you even know. They don't even realize that they're planting seeds. But, you know, no, my foundation, you know, my foundation is strong in the Lord. My foundation is, 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 you know, I'm strengthened in in the Lord. Amen. You know, this past Wednesday, I I talked about it because, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's like, you know, you know, anyway, let me come back here. We have to have a solid foundation in the Lord. Amen. I was thinking about the third base thing again. You guys that were here Wednesday, you, you got the analogy. But you know, listen, you were born to win. Amen? Understand something. With God, you're born to win. The old things are gone. New things have, have come. Amen? So how do we kick the old things out? Pastor, that's a great question. How do, how, how do we begin to feel born again? How do, how do we begin to feel new, new in, in the things of God? It begins with a renewed mind. You, 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 you have to begin to renew your mind to what the Word of God says. I touched on that last week, but I feel so important that, that we have to come back to it today. I have to, I, I have to choose to operate with a renewed mind. But, you know, the old things, they're still there. You know, this situation hasn't changed. I'm renewing my mind to the things of God. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Word of God, and I, I, I see myself in, in, in the Word of God. I see myself positioned, amen, to receive what God has for me. And, you know, I don't, I'm going to say this because a lot of times, you know, people, people think that, you know, I've messed up. I, you know, I went to church on Sunday, but by Sunday night I messed up. By, by Tuesday I, I messed up. You know, so what happens a lot of times, people be like, oh, you know, man, I can't go to church. I don't feel right. I don't feel this. I don't feel I don't feel this way. I don't feel that way. But can I tell you this? See, the Bible says that you're a new creature in Christ when you get saved. Amen. It doesn't mean that the old things don't come against you. It means now you're above the old things. And I'm going to tell you, you have to fight. There, you know, the Bible talks about this. It talks about fighting. You know, the, the only thing we should ever fight is the fight of faith. Because, see, there, there's the issue that we have to learn to position ourselves to fight in faith. No, I am saved. I don't, you know, it, the flesh. The flesh doesn't feel saved. 
You know, your, your, flesh, your flesh will never feel safe. So we have to get ourselves positioned where we're operating in the Spirit, where, where we're operating by what the Word of God says, not what my, not what my soul says. The, the, soulish, the soulish side of a man is the mind, the will, and the emotions. But my, my mind, I don't feel this way. But you have to conform to what the Word of God says. I know I keep stressing that a lot, but, but I feel like that's the struggle a lot of times. So I messed up on Monday. You know what you do when you mess up? You repent. The Bible's very clear. You repent, you confess your sin. You know, Lord, I, I miss this right here. You know, it's like, you know, I, I remember even in my own salvation when the pastor, you know, I, I just, we had, um, man, he was a great, he was a great man. Pastor Don Blankenship, and, uh, and I know Shirley and Miranda were in services with him, but, you know, he, he would stand up, he was a big old man, big hands like Dr. Morocco. He's just a big old man. He had a golf ball. 350 yards, just, and, you know, just whack. I mean, just send, send a golf ball, and he'd just laugh. You know, he had it. But I, I could remember him. You know, he would preach salvation a lot. He would preach, you know, he would preach around the areas of salvation that it was important that you were saved. And I could remember, you know, we had a little black box. The worship team, you know, when he took on the church, the church would, had kind of dipped down in numbers, and I think there were 50 or 60 people in church at that time, and had this little black box on the stage. And he would... He would, they would, the, the worship team would, they would play the instrumental music, and the worship team would play along with it. And, I, and, and the Lord would touch me. I would be back, you know, because you know, when you're a new, uh, new believer, I, I, I'm brand new. I, I, you know, I'm brand new, but as a new believer, you know, one of the areas I found myself in church was in the back. You know, because I, I didn't want to deal with, you know, I didn't want to get called out. I don't want, you don't want somebody to recognize, you know, I'm, I've got it all together. I didn't have it all together. You know, they would sing, and, you know, and next thing I know, I, I'd be back here, and I'd look around, I'd be, why isn't everybody crying? Why, why isn't everybody weeping? Don't you feel what I feel? And I realized it, it was the Holy Spirit dealing with who? Me. You know, I'd look around, people be, you know, doing this, you know, and I'd be like, no, you, you don't hear that? You don't understand what's going on? And, you know, and he would just be up there just singing. Not that he was a, a great singer or anything like that. He's kind of an old country guy. He would, just, he would just sing old Pentecostal songs. But the Holy Spirit was drawing, amen? You know, lay this down. Lay that down. And see, that's the thing about, you know, being reformed as a Christian or understanding that as a new believer, God is always working on us, amen? He's working on you. He's working on me. Guess what? To make you better. To make you stronger. Amen? You know why? It's so that you can pull other people with you. Well, I don't feel saved enough to lead someone to the Lord. That's not what it's about. See, you know, that's another, that's another plan of the enemy. That's another seed of the... I don't feel saved. How can I lead somebody to the Lord? How can I invite somebody to church? I messed up on Monday or Tuesday. You know what you do? You confess. You've got to be in a place of understanding where, you know what? Hey, when I mess up, this is what I do. I confess. I confess, and I, you know, I keep getting on this thing. Amen? I keep, I, keep, I keep showing up. Amen? I keep getting on this thing because it matters. Amen? And I'm telling you, develop. Just keep, hear this today. Develop a consistency with God. Develop a consistency with God because if you'll do that, I'm telling you, man, he'll, he'll sharpen you, amen? He'll begin to weed out the things that, that really need weeded out, amen? So 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the old is gone, the new has come. <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful thing? That my sins, my sins, the very things that, 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 that I've done, God can forgive me of that, Amen? 
that he is the one that turns my life around. I remember many years ago when I started on this journey with, with faith, and my, my wife kind of got there before I did. And um, I began to see things in faith that I, had, that, I, that I had never realized. That, you know, that as a part of my salvation, that it was, that, you know, that in salvation, the, the package was salvation, there was healing. I, I, never, I never knew that. I, ne- I, never, I never had the understanding that there are things that come along with my salvation. There's deliverance. There's, you know, and what I loved about it was because then, then there's the things that the character things that God starts dealing with. I don't have to, I don't have to walk in offense. God will, God will rip that right out of you. Amen. God, God will take the, the things that, that frustrate you, the things that bother you, anger. I don't have to deal with anger anymore because it was nailed to a cross. Amen. That's the understanding. You begin to get the understanding. This is a part of my package. This is a part of the new birth experience that I now can begin to walk in. And it's so critical that the body of Christ have that revelation that I am born again. Amen. I don't have to carry stuff. I'm gonna, does it mean that I never get mad? Does it mean that I never get hurt? I'm not talking... I'm just, I want you to understand, it doesn't mean that these things don't come against you. you because a lot of times people think, well, when you get saved, it's per-. No, it's not perfect. Planning a church is not perfect. You, you know, there are things sometimes we're like, man, we missed this, this here. You know, we, we have to reexamine ourselves. And, you know, at times, even as a pastor, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for not hearing or, or not moving where, where, you know, Lord, I, I'm not, you know, or, you know, whatever it is. Forgive me, Father. So, you know, we understand that we have, we have a Jesus that we can go to. Amen? Amen? You're being perfected in the image of Christ, the Bible says. You're being perfected. Mm-mm-mm. You know, keep the Word of God in front of you. Amen? It's, it's, it's very critical. Keep the Word of God in front of you. You know, I want to say this because one of the one of the greatest experiences that you have as a part of your new birth as a born again believer, you begin to lose your appetite for things of the world. You 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 truly be like, you know, I don't feel like going here anymore. You know, buddy calls, you know, hey, I'm going to go out, you know, like we used to. We're just going to go out, look for deer, going to go out, do this. I grew up in the country, so you guys, he's going out looking for deer. What's, what's he talking about? <laughs> I grew up in the country, kind of a country guy. So, so uh, we, we, we're going to go out and put turkeys through. Some of you may know what that means, but that, that's, you know, that was what I did growing up as a kid. Um, but you, you begin to lose your appetite for things of the world. You know why? Because, see, the calling of God is very real. And I want you to understand that, you know, God, the, the calling of God, you know, a lot of people think the calling of God is, well, it's, it's pulpit ministry. Oh, it's to become an evangelist. The calling of God is to call you to a place of repentance, a place that, to, for you to understand that you're, you're saved. Amen? That, you're, that you now can position yourself to receive freely what Christ died for. Amen? That you, that you can walk in salvation. Praise God. That's, that's, the, that, 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 that's a great calling. Amen? That God has called, He has delivered me, He set me free. But you know what? Your appetite for the things of the world, you, you begin to lose those things. I'm going to tell you, please understand, that's normal. That's very normal. People, people be like, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to just be, you know, separated from my friends. See, the Holy Spirit does that. The Holy Spirit begins to separate you. 
He, he's separating you. Why? Because he doesn't want you to stay in that same place. Amen? He, you know why? It's because the Bible says you're a new creature in Christ. The old things, the old things that you desired, worldly things, are no longer, are no longer an appetite for you. The Bible says sin's pleasurable for a season. Amen? And so, not an amen to that, but, but you know, understand, that's what the Bible says. You know, but once that season's over, you, you know, it's like, ah, you know, I, f- I feel a certain way. I don't, I don't feel like, you know, uh, I don't feel like going here. I don't feel like doing this anymore. Because God has set you up. He's established you. Amen? You know, get this, because you're, you're born to win. You're not born to lose. You're not born to go backwards. You're, you're, you know, and listen, when a trial comes, when something happens, you know, please get this. You've got to be in a place where, you know, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand, you know, girded with the, with the, with, you know, with, with the sword, the word of God. The Bible, the Bible talks about it in, in Ephesians, you know, that he's given you, he's given you great weapons. He's given you the sword of the spirit, the word of truth, the word of God to be able to fight every, everything that comes against you. You know, it's why we pray as a church. It's why, you know, you know. I, th- I think probably over the last, I talked with a good pastor friend of mine. And, you know, and uh, last night, f- for quite a while. And, you know, how we fight our battles as believers is truly with the word of God. Because, you know, you, you, I want you to understand something. E- even in this new birth experience, you can't fight the... <laughs> The, the, the weapons that, that are in this world, you need the word of God. You, because, you know, this is, you, you understand, you're, this isn't physical. A lot of people, I'm going to fight this, I'm going to fight this. You've got to come out of your mind. You can't fight these things in your mind. They're very spiritual. So it's a, a clear understanding, a clear inclination today that, you know what, I am a child of God. And the revelation that, you know what, I, I am new. Pastor, I don't feel new. What's the Word of God said about you? What, what does the Word say about you? The Bible says that I am fearfully, wonderfully made. You, had, you, you, had, you have an identity problem? Quote what the Word of God says about you. I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. I'm beautiful in God's image. He created me. He created me. God loves me. You know, e- even if people in your own life, don't, maybe they speak contrary to that. It, it doesn't matter what people think. It matters what God thinks. Your destiny is wrapped up with God, not, not in other people. You're, you're, you know, you don't look at other people as your source, but look at God as your source. Amen? Because, listen, if your eyes will stay focused and stay, and stay positioned with God, I, I, I believe that the, not only will we see radical things happen, it'll just be, no, this is how we flow. Amen? Th- th- this is how things flow with the Word of God. You know, I am brand new. Amen? I can have what the Bible says I can have. Amen? I'm not defeated. Amen? God wants me to prosper. What, why does God want us to prosper? It's so that you can be a blessing to other people. People, people make such a, a big deal out of prosperity, but it's so, that, it's so that God can use you to be a blessing to other people. That's who I am in Christ. That's a revelation that I got, amen? Because I'm a new creature, right? You know, before I become a new creature in Christ, you know, it was like, well, what can I do for myself? You see how God, I mean, everything is like flipped around with God. You want more? Give more. <laughs> Isn't that cool? 
Well, I mean, no, I got to have my 401k figured out. No, no, no. If you want more, you give more. Amen. And he's not asking you to get rid of everything. It's not what he's asking. But God will position you. Amen. He will truly position you through this new birth experience. Amen. Go to John 15 real quick, because I, I, want, to, I, want, to, I want you to see this in the word of God. You know, last week I, I said this out of Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. And I want you to hold this word because the Bible says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. You know, so God sees you as something very differently than what you see yourself. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And I have you going to John. Uh, uh, yeah, where John 15. I want you to understand that, see, God's ways are, are truly higher than your ways. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at this place where, you know, I'm not moving. I'm not. God's ways are higher than your ways. Amen. He wants to take you to a greater level. He wants to position you at a, at a greater level. Amen. Amen. So, you know, listen, God's never called you to be idle. He's never called you just to, to be in a, you know, there are times there, there even can be. I'll even say this seasons where where things are just kind of leveled out. But, you know, that's the point in which you stand. That's the point you don't back down. You have the revelation that, I, I'm, you know what, I'm still a new creature. But even in a place of standing, you know, what happens a lot of times, that's where the enemy wants to step in and pull you backwards. That's where he, that's where he wants to redirect. That's where he, well, you know, you're not seeing these things happen in your life anymore. You know, you got saved, you got touched by God in 1997, and, you know, that was a great, but, you know, that's all there ever is. That's not true with God. And a lot, some people will hang on to that one experience. I'm going to tell you that with your new birth and, and understanding as a new creature, you can experience God every day. You can experience Him every day you get out of bed. You know, we, we was talking about this week, you know, purpose and direction. How, how often should I get direction from the Lord? Every day. Every, I should seek the Lord's counsel every day. Who do I pray for today, Lord? Don't, don't make it about you. Make it about other people. Who, who do I reach out today? Who do I give today to? Who, what, you know, th there are things already the Lord showed me this week, things that I got to do. And, you know, it, it's not about me. It's about me reaching out to other people. Amen. You know, and that's what happens that, you know, but you know what happens is it, it, it makes you vibrant. It, it puts it puts an energy in you when when you when you go out and do what God wants you to do. Amen. John 15, 19. This is what Jesus said. And I love this. It says, you know, see, because understand that as 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 your conversion has happened, you're, you're different now. You're very different now. You don't have to think like the world. You don't, you're, you're, you're not in the world. And this is what Jesus said, John 15, 9. He says, if you were of this world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of this world, um, the, um, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of this world, but I, I chose you out of this world, therefore the world hates you. So understand something. You're not of this world. You've been separated by God. We, you know, so the revelation, the new birth revelation is that I don't have to operate like the world operates, though yet the world will try to pull me into the, to, to, to all that stuff. I'm born again. I, I, I can begin to think differently, amen? That as a child of God, I can begin to think differently about what the Bible says about me. Does anybody get anything today? Because... <laughs> You know, my, it's not that I have a fear, but, but as the progression of time comes and you see things that we're seeing now happen in this world, 
I know the responsibility that my wife and I have in this team and, and as this church grows, the greatest responsibility we have is to teach people to understand who they are in Christ. You know, Dr. Morocco, our senior pastor, says, you know what my job is as a pastor? He said, it's to make you look, get, make you look good on that day, that day of judgment. And the longer I do this, I, I realize that's what, that's what pastoring is about. It's to teach and train people so that you can go out and teach and train people, amen, so that you can go out and share the word with people. Hey, guys, listen. <laughs> the world... Right now is very crazy. But see, as a child of God, I'm not shaken by what, what is going on in the world. I have a, you know, I, I preached on this many months ago. My citizenship looks differently, is differently. Amen. I, I'm, not, I'm not of this world. And that's what Jesus was saying. You know, they're going to hate you because, because they hated me. And I'm not saying that people in here are going to be hated, but they will hate the message of Jesus Christ, that there is only one way to heaven. It's what, why do people preach? Why does the world want you to believe there are other ways to heaven? Because it's, it's contrary to the word of God. Well, you know, what about this? It's contrary to the word of God. There is only one way. There is no other way. Is it worth fighting for? Absolutely it's worth fighting for. This message of the gospel is worth fighting for. I was talking to my mother-in-law the other day, and I, I you know, and I, I get this revelation, and I've had this revelation, America is the greatest country in all the world. We have freedoms today in this country. We, we, we have access to things today in this country that, that no other country has access to. I, I, literally. You know, so, I, you, know, you know, early morning prayer, I'm thankful we live here. I'm thankful that, you know, we, 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 we have the ability to be able to exercise faith continually in America. Amen. I'm thankful for the blessing of God. Hey, are you? I, I, I truly am thankful for that. I'm thankful for what God has done for this nation. But see, my responsibility as a pastor and as at, you know, leading the church is to make sure that we never turn our back on God. That we don't compromise what this says, how people can get to heaven. You know, I remember when I first got to Hawaii, I sat and talked with a guy. The very first day I landed, and I was sitting out by a pool. We were getting ready to go into Hawaii. We had been traveling for 20-plus hours. It's back when we first started traveling to Hawaii. It was 20-plus hours. It was a whole day and day and a half to get adjusted. And, and I remember talking with a guy, and uh, he asked me what I was doing. I said, well, you know, my wife and I are missionaries, and uh, we're going to Hana. And he was like, oh, you're going to Hana, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he began to talk with me about faith. And uh, I just sat and listened to him. He talked about Christ. And he was talking about Jesus. And, and you know, and, and, and this, was at, you know, this was like 10 or 11 years ago. And so, I, I, you know, I'm kind of new in, in, in terms of, like, becoming a pastor. And, and I could remember him talking about um, Baiism or, or something to that effect. And, and what it was, he said, you know, it's a really cool church. You should check it out. And as he began to talk, he began to talk about you know, the mixture of all kinds of faith coming together. We've got Muslims, we've got Buddhists, we've got Christians, we've got this, we've got that. And it sounds good. We all come, we fellowship with one another. It, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, in the grand scheme of it, it's, it's like Buddhism. It's a combination of us. We believe, we believe in whatever you want to believe in, but we all, we all come together and get along. And I could remember in my spirit, and I remember telling the guys, like, that's not the message of the cross. 
That's that's not the mess that you know, you, you know, that's not the message for for a believer in Christ. We can't we can't twist this. But see, the wor- the world is doing everything it can do to twist the word of God right now. Well, they're they're good people. I know a lot of good people. You know a lot of good people. I was a good people. That's not political. That's not actually correct. You guys understand that's not, that's not proper English. I'm not up here with proper English anyways. English. English. So. <laughs> there is only one way. Pastor, we've heard this before. If there's a message that if there's a message that truly that anything that I could preach or teach it's the message of Christ. I love the things of God. I love the things of God, but if people miss heaven, if we don't have that on our hearts, you get get, get this today in your spirit. Minister Lee, how are you at? Come to the keyboard. If you don't have this, if you don't have this in your in your spirit today as a believer, <laughs> I want God to put it there. It's what changes us, amen? It's what transforms us. It's the message of the cross. As a pastor, I, 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 there's a lot of things I love. I love the spiritual gifts. I love seeing people delivered. I love, I've, I love seeing people healed, amen? I've, you know, I've seen God heal people in this church. I mean... Just over the last week, two weeks, things that we've seen God do through prayer. You know, I went to COVID ICU in Morgantown. Many of you heard the story, you know, it was a week ago or so. A good friend of mine called and said, my wife's, my wife's, you know, my wife's in there. You know, I set my faith, you know, Lord, no. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want my family. The body of Christ. Amen. The body. I don't want my family to have to deal with what the enemy's throwing at them. So we today as the body of Christ, we as a church, you know what? We've got to push back. You, you, but, you know, it's, it's, you're not pushing back against worldly things. You push back in the spirit with what God's put in you. It's why we pray. I, I, I can't say enough about prayer. But it's why, it's why we lift our voices up at 6 a.m. in the morning, 8 a.m. in the morning, because we believe God's going to do what God said He would do. Amen? <laughs> you know, the Lord tarries for another 50 years. Amen? And I live to be 95. Time is still short. You know, I could sit here and say, I wish that I'd started sooner. God knew what He was doing with me. <laughs> but it, it's the stepping. It's the stepping into right now. Amen. I want this church, I want you to carry this message in your heart. I'm, I'm a new believer. I'm a, you know, the, the old things have gone. The new has come. I, I don't have to conform to what the world says about me, who, who calls me what, but, I, but I'm brand new. Amen. Your salvation is, is, is the most important thing as a child of God. But the next step, please understand, it begins with an understanding 
the understanding that I, I don't have to compromise. That I'm brand new. There's a revelation I want you to have today. It's that, that I, I, I'm brand new in Christ. If everybody would, just stand to your feet this morning. Thank you, Lord. Listen, you, you know, you, you may have come in here today. You may be watching online. And, you know, I, I just, one simple question today. They would just bow your heads this morning. Because, you know, listen, I, I, I truly want you to examine your, your heart today. Jesus asked this question. <laughs> well, Jesus stressed this. You must be born again. You know, it, it, it can be, you know, some people can experience God differently. But is your life today marked? Is your life today marked with, with receiving Jesus into your heart? The Bible says it's, it's by confession. You can't think in your head that you're, 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 you know, you can't think in your head that you're saved. Has there ever been a point in your life where, where, where you've publicly said, you know what, I want to receive Jesus Christ as Lord of my life. I want to walk with Him. <laughs> Above all else, I want to talk with Him. I, I want to know that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That, 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 that today I'm going to make heaven. Because I, I, I know even in here today that there are people in here today that you, you know people that aren't saved. You know people that today, that if that trumpet were to sound, you know people that aren't going to make heaven. How important is salvation? It's everything for the believer. If you've come in here today, and you, you listen to the preaching of the Word, and if you're not saved, and you would like to give your heart to Jesus Christ. I just want you to slip up your hand. I want to pray with you today. I want to pray with you today. The second part of that. You know, maybe you've said the prayer of salvation. Maybe you received Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. You know, but today you, you feel... <laughs> You feel that even as the preaching of the word came out, that, you know what, I, I need to rededicate my life. I, I you know, that I, I haven't had the revelation of what it means to be new in Christ. The washing of the word comes over you today. And if you want to rededicate your life today before the Lord, I want to pray for you. If that's anybody in here today, just slip up your hand. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You can put your hand down. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
what I'm going to ask you to do. Those that raised your hand today, if you would, just come up here and meet me in the aisle. We're going to pray. We're going to pray a prayer, and we're going to receive Jesus Christ into our life.
Bible says heaven rejoices when one comes to the kingdom of God. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Yeah, we, we clap we clap for souls. Amen. We clap for souls. God is a good God. It's not a game. Serving our Lord. And I'm thankful today that I'm looking at believers that love the Lord, that are called. Amen. Amen. If you're, if you're called, just raise your hand this morning. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to bless you. And we'll see you tonight. And don't miss tonight. It's going to be a great night. Six o'clock tonight. Father, today I thank you. I thank you, Lord, today, Father, for, for souls that were won into the kingdom of God. And Father, today I pray a blessing over every home. I thank you, Father, that today you take sickness and disease from our midst. And Father, I pray God today, anoint every man, every woman of God, and every child. Father, today with the Holy Spirit and power. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, Amen.